What's up, everybody? I'm Ken Crump. This is the Mainstream Evangelical Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about what is deconstruction. My book, Redemptive Deconstruction, discusses this, talks about this particular issue. It's something that's gone viral in the last year or so. There's all kinds of uh, uh, pro and con deconstruction conversations going on. Um, There's also a lot of misinformation regarding uh, deconstruction, so we want to really uh, pin it down and really talk about what specifically it means. So first of all, let's start with, I know this is going to sound crazy, but let's look at the dictionary definition of what deconstruction is. According to Merriam-Webster, deconstruction can be defined as following. Number one, a philosophical or critical method which asserts that meanings, metaphysical constructs, and hierarchical oppositions as between key terms in a philosophical or literary work are always rendered unstable by their dependence on ultimately arbitrary signifiers. Now, that's a very detailed definition. There's a second definition by Merriam-Webster. It's a little more concise. And that says, the analytical examination of something, such as a theory, often in order to reveal its inadequacy. Religious deconstruction is a process by which we take a closer look at something that we once assumed to be true. We do so in order to expose any inadequacies. It starts by taking that system apart and critically examining each aspect of it. If something carried a certain meaning, we ask ourselves, does this really mean what I've always thought it means? We examine common norms and traditions and analyze what they're based upon. Believe it or not, we can find a basis in Scripture for this. At the end of a Sermon on the Mount, we find Jesus telling the parable of the two builders. One built his house on a rock foundation, the other on a sand foundation. While there's debate as to what the rock represented here, for the sake of argument, let's say it's the truth of Scripture. That being the case, what Jesus is implying here is that when we build our house of faith on the truth of Scripture, it will withstand the storm. When our house of faith is built on something less than that, it will fall. You could say that deconstruction is a critical examination of Christianity similar to having a building inspector come and examine one's house so they can see if it was built correctly and will withstand the storms of life. Storms are natural phenomenon. Storms aren't wrong or evil. They are a natural part of the world we live in. The issue in the parable isn't the storm. It's what your faith is built upon. Those of us who deconstruct are simply looking at the blueprints we are given by church leaders and asking ourselves what kind of building we're living in. We're examining the foundation, the structural integrity, the electrical, the plumbing, etc. We're going to the original sources to see if it was constructed properly. We are physically examining the structure of the building itself. And if it's not built right, we may need to fix some things in order to make it stronger. The Bible tells us to test the spirits to see if they are from God. 1 John 4.1, English Standard Version, says this, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, for many false prophets have gone out into the world. In other words, John's saying, don't believe everything you hear about Jesus and the kingdom of God. Test or critically examine what people are telling you. 
For many of us who haven't abandoned our faith, that's precisely what we're doing. This is a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a concept based on Scripture. Paul told us to study the Scripture, not just take someone's word for anything. 2 Timothy 2.15, King James Version. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. In 1 Thessalonians 5.21, English Standard Version, Paul said, But test everything. Hold fast to what is good. The Bereans seemed to also want to make sure Paul was teaching what was in the Bible. Acts 17.11, New International Version. Now the Berean Jews were of more noble character than those in Thessalonica, for they received the message with great eagerness and examined the scriptures every day to see if what Paul said was true. Paul had no issue with them checking to make sure what he said was true. As a matter of fact, he said they were noble. It's a mistake for church leaders to criticize deconstruction in and of itself. It's understandable that church leaders might see deconstruction as a threat. For every legitimate complaint lodged at church leaders, there are a dozen others that lack credibility. Trashing the church has become a hobby for some, and there are certainly some spiritually unhealthy approaches to deconstruction. But for those of us with a healthy perspective, we just want to know whether our house of faith is built on the rock of biblical truth or the shifting sand of man-made religion. We don't want to destroy the church. We want it to be better. People's opposition to this process would seem to justify what we're doing. Why would anyone not want someone to know the truth about what they believe? Keep in mind, some who deconstruct want to just bulldoze the whole thing down to rubble and find a different kind of house to live in. They may, they may want to live in an atheistic house or an agnostic house or maybe even a progressive Christian house. This type of deconstruction can lead to deconversion. Deconversion usually results in someone renouncing the faith they were raised in or faith altogether. Others fall into a fuzzy, undefinable gray area somewhere between atheism and faith, more akin to agnosticism. Many within the deconstruction movement go down these paths. And there are also those of us who have, still have a traditional Christian theology, but have a more modern application of it. In other words, we reject the throw the baby out with the bathwater approach. According to Brett McCracken, a senior editor at the Gospel Coalition, many who deconstruct and reject their Christian faith claim they're making a radical decision. But what people are deconstructing from isn't authentic Christianity to begin with. This is a great quote from Brett McCracken. When I say keeping the faith is radical, I'm talking about Christian faith in the true biblical sense. I'm not talking about an American cultural Christianity in which doctrinal literacy is low, but concern for gun rights and a border wall is high, nor am I talking about a progressive Christianity that selectively invokes scripture for justice campaigns, but ignores its personal moral demands. Deconstructing comfortable forms of Christianity is good. To keep the faith of these distorted forms of Christianity is in no way radical. From someone who is unplugged from many of the farther right conservative media outlets, I'm more aware of certain patterns that emerge on social media. There are people I follow on social media because they're a source of inspiration. There are others whose viewpoints I don't care for, but I want to keep up with what's going on in their universe. And there are many that I have just randomly followed to get a broader sample of what the church is saying and doing overall. So occasionally, I will see these patterns among ministers where they all talk about the same subjects at the same time. Many times it will coincide with a political election cycle. Occasionally this happens with non-political subjects like deconstruction. 
All these ministers will begin using the same language and terms to deride the latest evil progressive trend designed by the devil himself to destroy America and Christianity. Unfortunately, many of these ministers don't do the due diligence and research what modern religious deconstruction really means. They simply parrot the convenient narrative that fits their conservative agenda. Instead of listening to the concerns of those who deconstruct, they see it as a threat to their positions of power. They're more concerned about keeping the church machine running than actually talking to the people who are voicing their concerns about the church. Granted, many within the deconstruction movement will adopt heretical stances, atheism, or even become hostile to and attack the church. One of the criticisms of deconstruction is that it's based on a Marxist or atheist point of view that was founded on secular philosophies in the late 19th and 20th centuries. This is also a similar argument made regarding critical theory, another conservative boogeyman concocted to terrify listeners of conservative media. If one takes the concept of deconstruction literally, yes, it has its roots in atheism, Marxist thought, Jacques Derrida, and Nietzsche. But the way faith deconstruction is used today has little or nothing to do with these people or movements. Modern deconstruction is different for everyone. It isn't necessarily atheistic, anti-church, or based on Marxism. It's simply people re-examining their faith, asking questions, doing research. While some have an agenda and abandon their faith, many of us are seeking a stronger faith based on truth, not extremism. What people fail to realize about deconstruction is that a deeper faith can come post-deconstruction. A more solid faith where we aren't moved by every wind of doctrine or capsized by every wave from the sea of controversy. This is because deconstruction forces us to examine our faith, to check sources, to verify that our faith is actually rooted and grounded in Christianity. Now, if someone's goal is to use deconstruction as an excuse to adopt a convenient heresy that fits their lifestyle rather than the truth of Scripture, or reject faith altogether, that's something else entirely. But for many of us, deconstruction has strengthened our faith, not destroyed it. I hope this is a blessing to you. I hope it's something that encourages you, helps you to understand what deconstruction really is, help you to understand it a little bit better. God bless you. Have a great day. Thank you.